the Casual Temple Podcast, and you're listening to episode number two, and I'm your host, Marilee Duffy. My mission with the Casual Temple Podcast is to introduce the world to a variety of ways you can develop a relationship with spirit. We will hear from everyday people about their magical practices, psychic phenomenon, energy healing, as well as hear about their amazing, mystical, and paranormal experiences. This week, my guest is Michael, who joins the podcast to talk about his Kundalini awakening experiences, what happened before, during, and after that experience, and his ongoing Kundalini awakening and spiritual journey. Well, thank you all for joining us here at Casual Temple. Our guest today is Michael, who is here today to talk about his ongoing Kundalini awakening experience. Let's give Michael a warm welcome to the show. So, Michael, where we we'll start today is sort of where your spiritual journey began and kind of kick it off from there. Thanks, Marilee. It's great to be here with you and Casual Temple listeners. Um, so uh, I uh, guess I got my spiritual start in life uh, in childhood. Um, I grew up in the Midwest and um, I come from a very conservative the religious religious family um and was uh kind of in that atmosphere and in that environment um the majority of my childhood and teenage years um and um kind of uh i guess a little during that time definitely in my childhood too i was very um in, intuitive and as i know now um very psychic too um and i had some uh, uh experiences that um frightened me a bit at the time um so i kind of buried that part of myself um and um because i was in such a kind of conservative environment uh kind of suppressed a lot of parts of myself actually um, and, um, as I was kind of growing up and coming out of that environment, um, uh, I, um, left it all behind when I, uh, moved out of, uh, my parents' house and moved away from the Midwest and to the West Coast. Um, and, um, as I kind of was, uh, more coming into my own, um, I just left, uh, pushed aside all spiritual things for a number of years, um, kind of, um, after I'd left, um, the, the church, um, and kind of all through my twenties and most of my thirties, I, I was not spiritual at all. Um, I went through kind of a not quite atheist, more agnostic phase, um, and, uh, concentrated pretty solely on my career. Um, I worked in tech and, um, uh, just, uh, it was kind of just a really concentration on survival at, at that time in my life. Um, and survival at the time was getting, uh, working with a job and, um, climbing my career. And that's, that's pretty solely what I was focused on for a number of years. Um, and, um uh yeah um um kind of um i would say um in my later 30s i started doing yoga um 
and it was pretty uh fitness based yoga um there wasn't much of a spiritual aspect to it at all um and uh was doing it um kind of on my own and sometimes with the group um and um uh i think um kind of as i was getting more into it um i did realize uh, i think i read somewhere that there was a form of yoga called kundalini yoga um although i didn't kind of look into it too much um i probably thought at the time it sounded kind of too esoteric um i just knew kind of generally that it may have been kind of more spiritual or energy based but i didn't do too much research into it at the time um and um kind of flash forward i guess to um i think it was or it was um during the pandemic um kind of in that um liminal time um like 2020 uh or it actually uh was specifically in february of 2021 um when uh, i woke up in the middle of the night and had a spontaneous kundalini awakening so how i know i've um read other accounts and heard other accounts of sort of the actual experience of it uh, so what what exactly was it and did you know at the time what you were experiencing or uh, like how did you handle it I guess yeah um, I did not know what I was experiencing at the time um, I uh, I've always kind of uh, had trouble sleeping and would wake up at weird times so that wasn't quite unusual um during this specific week though i was waking up pretty consistently at the same time during the night it was always around 3 a.m um and the night that it happened um i uh, woke up at 3 a.m again and felt very um uh energy starting in my root chakra uh, or what I know now is my root chakra. Then I just felt it, you know, kind of kn- knew that it was like in my pelvis area. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I uh, didn't know what was happening. So I uh, just laid in bed um, and just uh, was thinking like, what, what is happening right now? I'm not, <laughs> not sure what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh yeah um remember laying in bed um wondering what was happening um and um at the time i didn't have a consistent meditation practice either Mm -hmm. um like i had been uh doing yoga and that was kind of just my first like kind of foray into this um area Mm -hmm. um um and um uh actually there's i think there's one other thing that i will mm-hmm. mention <laughs> mm-hmm. um that happened kind of before um this too that uh, i think was a factor into um it it starting um so during the pandemic um a few months before um 
I woke up and this happened. Um, I had uh, taken a class um, based on Julia Cameron's book, The Artist's Way. Mm-hmm. And um, it's a, a self-help book kind of based around creativity, um, not necessarily spiritual practices, although creativity is very spiritual, of course. Mm-hmm. Um but I had wanted to do it because I wanted to um, find an outlet that is more creative was more creative for me, yeah. and I wasn't sure how to um, how to go about that. Um, I had uh, done some creative things like musically when I was uh, uh, like a young adult, um, but because I had been so focused on my career, I kind of pushed everything else aside. Um, and was kind of wondering, you know, like, what, what can I do um, in that area? Um, so I joined the group that was going through the artist way. Um, and part of um, the um, basic um, and the practices that you um, start doing right away in that book is what's called um, the morning pages. Mm-hmm. Um, and morning pages are... Um, uh, waking up every morning and the first thing you do is get out a notebook and write three stream, uh, three pages stream of consciousness. Um, so very, um, very much like intuitive writing. Um, but, um, in this case, how it was approached is like, you're getting everything out of your head. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have a blank slate kind of for the rest of your day. Um, so I was doing this pretty consistently for a few months, um, before this happened, um, and so I do think that just kind of the meditative aspect of the intuitive writing, um, maybe coupled with the yoga that I was doing, um, kind of brought me into, um, uh, definitely a more spiritual state than I had been in, you know, for the 15 years prior to that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, I really felt that I kind of had more, um, more of an open mind maybe or was ready to be more receptive to um things to spiritual things and things that um were going to happen to me yeah yeah that's very articulate I don't think I've heard people kind of explaining the lead up to that or what they suspect was the lead up to something like that so it's very interesting so how did you know after the fact, so as I'm assuming you Googled some things, because I do that too. Yeah. <laughs> um, you're like, I'm seeing this or experiencing that. Um, so what did you find that you were like, oh, I think it was this. Uh, do you remember that specifically? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think I'll, to answer that, I'll go back into my experience and, and what was happening. Um, so um, I woke up at 3 a.m., um, felt an energy start um, at the in my pelvis and my root chakra, and um, uh, did not know it was happening. Um, uh, it was, uh, I'll say, it was like pleasurable too. Um, so I thought maybe um, this is just like something that you know normally happens, um, but it also felt like um, deeper than that. Um, so it felt, um, just different, um, is probably the best way that I can explain it. 
and kind of as I sat there and focused on the energy, I noticed that it started to travel up um, what I thought was just like my spine at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, And it seemed to kind of, uh, it seemed to pause as it was kind of traveling um, up throughout my spine and um, it would kind of intensify. And as it uh, intensified, um, I just felt like I needed to get out of bed. Mm -hmm. Um, And then um, I got out of bed and went into my living area, kind of where uh, the yoga mat was and just felt um, kind of called, I guess, to get the yoga mat out and um, kind of lay on the floor um, and go into what I know now is called um, cryas, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, So like uh, not yoga poses, but just movement that is uh, directed by the energy. Um, And I just kind of spontaneously started doing that. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, as I was doing it, I could feel kind of the energy um, pausing and then kind of intensifying and then de-intensifying, uh, continuing to travel up um, my spine uh, and go up um, what I know now are the chakras, but uh, what I thought then was just kind of uh, my spine mm. um, and then kind of felt it go all the way up. And then when it reached into my head, I felt a really definite change in consciousness Mm. Um, I felt, um, much, uh, more expansive, um, like, uh, it was not just me and myself and my ego anymore. I was Mm. very connected to what felt like, uh, everything, uh, the universe and, um, yeah, it was just kind of a feeling of, uh, expansiveness and, and oneness. That was pretty wonderful. And this was all in the same night, like one entire thing. Yeah, probably uh, maybe 30 to 45 minutes. Wow. <laughs> yeah. so that was a long time. Oh, my gosh. Um, so I think you mentioned so. But um, so prior to this, you had never heard of a Kundalini awakening at all or. Right. I didn't. Um, The closest I had heard, yeah, was I I knew there was um, a form of yoga called Kundalini Yoga. I didn't Mm -hmm. know what it was, though. Okay. Um, Because I was going to be like, so how did it compare? Um, Because it sounds like they're different. You know, I've uh, read quite a bit about other people's things. Some of the automatic um, yoga poses is like a thing that actually happens. Um, I've read also that some people like start doing mudras with their hands and stuff like that to get the energy moving around. So that's pretty cool that uh, you experienced that. Um, And then I'll also just mention that uh, I was doing Kundalini meditation maybe like 15 years ago. And then I started doing um, Kundalini yoga here in in Seattle uh, with a group. And, and I did notice like, cause we would do the Kriyas, the Kriya mm-hmm. exercises and the way our teacher, his name is Sada Simran. He's no longer with us. He passed from COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, but he would say like the reason to do all these Kriyas is to, to gradually move the energy. Um, so maybe mm-hmm. like, cause some people, when they do have sort of the spontaneous, it like really kind of, sometimes it <laughs> like 
really messes with them psychologically and physically. Um, so yeah. I don't think that happened to you, but you can tell me otherwise. <laughs> yeah, that's that's interesting. I've heard sometimes mm-hmm. they could kind of get stuck too. Mm-hmm. Um, that didn't happen to me, but um, I can see how that might be kind of unsettling. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll say that also one of my experiences with sort of that energy movement I was doing and it was during the pandemic because we were doing online classes with the same teacher and there was a movement where we were doing like moving you're kind of like on your four all your fours uh on all fours and then doing this breath technique and I felt it like it was gonna push through my heart chakra and I was like no (laughs) (laughs) I knew if it did that I saw what was going to happen. Like I had some sort of like weird precognition of like, I was going to be like falling and sobbing on the ground for like hours. I saw that was it. I was like, nope, nope. (laughs) And then I told it, I was like, like, you know, it's not going to happen today. I was like, this needs to be grad. I was like very bossing it around. I was like, this needs to be gradual. This is too much. I can't do, I got bills to pay. Like, come on, you know? Um, So yeah, I think, uh, so I think that is, I guess, why some people do the Kundalini yoga is to kind of get used to sort of that energy movement. But mine was like, oh, <laughs> very strange, but um, cool. So what would you say, if anything, after this experience um, changed in your life or did anything change or how did you manage it after figuring out it was Kundalini uh, awakening? Yeah. Um, so afterwards, um, I wanted to find out what happened to me. Um, so I did, as you mentioned, and as I'm sure a lot of people do Google a lot. Um, and I think pretty quickly kind of after I was looking into it, I realized that it, it was a Kundalini awakening. Um, I didn't, I never felt that it really could be anything else. Um, I think that was the thing I, found the soonest and that was the thing that made sense to me um and as i read kind of other people's experiences it sounded exactly what i had experienced um and regarding changes in my life i will say that it did bring up a lot of um uh things that i had buried i realized that um like at the time um i had really compartmentalized a lot of things in my life so i had been focusing a lot on my career like i talked about and i kind of separated that out from like the rest of my life and from like my personal life and from friendships and they were all very separate things um and then after this happened i felt like mm, all of these things can't really be separate anymore um, that I need to do some kind of, you know, integration into, um, uh, into me and kind of what I am. And, um, like I'm, I'm not living, you know, for separate lives and like, like one life and they're all, it all needs to come together. Um, so that is kind of what I remember feeling, um, directly afterwards. Um, I do remember, um, feeling, um, very, uh, more cosmic, I guess, (laughs) um, more, um, connected to, uh, the universe, um, 
more, it seems like part of a universal kind of consciousness, I guess. Um, and that did kind of bring up questions to me as to, okay, what, you know, what do I believe now? Um, what, uh, um, because previously, like my spiritual experience kind of had been limited to, um, you know, conservative Christianity. And um, uh, I knew that I didn't believe that anymore, um, but I really had to kind of then kind of figure out, okay, what, what do I believe and what makes sense to me? Um, so there was, yeah, I guess a period of soul searching, I'll say after it. Um, and, um, yeah, a really kind of, um, time of like heads down, um, contemplation. Mm -hmm. Um, I've also heard, so during that, did you note it? Cause I've also heard it's very similar in a lot of ways, like these sort of spiritual experiences kind of mirror each other, like similarly to sort of NDEs, like near-death experiences, they sort of have similar kind of stages that people are going through. Um, and I've also heard with uh, Kundalini Awakening that people come out of it with like special powers and abilities. Mm -hmm. um, did you notice anything like that for yourself? Yeah, um, kind of in addition to like the cosmic feelings or mm -hmm. universal consciousness, I did notice um, that my intuition seemed to be turned up. Um, and, um, I knew that I had kind of always been more intuitive. Um, I didn't always trust it before. Um, but this experience, um, and the feelings I had kind of afterwards led me into kind of more of a trust into that part of myself and into a deepening of a connection with my intuitive self and intuitive abilities mm -hmm. um and that's how well, that's what led me eventually to psychic awakenings in seattle uh where we met mm -hmm. um and uh yeah uh cool so it sounds like for you it was just sort of enhancing your already you know you were already very intuitive so it sounded like it just kind of pumped that up <laughs> a bit for you um in addition to having that cosmic awareness yeah like. yeah um yeah um trying to think of like specific examples of intuition um nothing is coming to mind <laughs> like it's just a just i remember feeling kind of a bit more turned on that way um mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think also, especially with like intuition and sort of learning that thing of you're getting like when you, for me, it happens like I'm like in a conversation with somebody and I'm hearing what they're saying, mm. but I'm getting information of like what they're saying is not matching sort of the information I'm getting. Um, and I'd say the, the skills that we learned at Psychic Awakenings really kind of helped me understand like the information I'm getting is very, is actually probably more true than what the person is actually saying out of their mouth. Yeah. Um, 
And I've yeah, noticed I really, that too. Yeah. Sorry. I was going to say like, yeah. I really, um, uh, respond to, to that too. Um, mm -hmm. kind of growing up, I had always been, um, I had always kind of almost been very blunt <laughs> to, uh, uh, to, um, a degree that was, um, like cost me friends sometimes oh, gosh, <laughs> and I had to yeah. learn how to more control that that part of myself um mm -hmm. but kind of looking back I realized that oh I it's because I I didn't know how to um, monitor kind of the intuition I was getting and so mm -hmm. I would just say things um as they were yeah uh and that would not be welcome all of the time um so part of yeah part of like yeah what you, what you said as we learned at psychic awakenings was how to how to control that that part mm -hmm. oh gosh when you just said that I had like some PTSD a little bit when you're like, <laughs> oh yeah definitely I was very much the person that or the kid that would just blurt out information or yeah. things that were very obvious I was like and then I would get confused because I'm like this is obvious like why yep. why am I getting in trouble for this <laughs> um but that's funny yeah. I just uh, saw something online the other day where someone was saying like oh, that's how I figured out that I was psychic was that um, I uh, basically like <laughs> thought these people were so stupid like why aren't <laughs> they like getting this like simple information and like oh I'm getting information from other sources mm. that's how I'm like understanding it and that's why like they're getting information too, but they're not getting like information the same way or the same information that I'm getting. So understanding oh, wow. that too is really helpful. But I thought, yeah, she put that very well. <laughs> yeah, that's like amazing. Cause I never thought about it until you said it. And then I thought about it. And then you had that example. Cause I, yeah, that's perfect. Cause I was just like, of course, come on. Like this isn't magical, but I guess in some way it sort of is. Yeah. <laughs> um, cool. So I guess, you know, because you went to Psychic Awakenings, was there like any person that either helped you through the process or was there like a book that really helped you or um, anything like that to kind of manage it in a, <laughs> in a way? Yeah. So um, while I was um, kind of going through it at the beginning, um, I talked to a couple of people that I found online who... Mm -hmm. Um, kind of offered their services as being someone to talk to while people are going through a Kundalini awakening. Cool. Um, and I found that helpful a, a bit. Um, I didn't really connect too much with the people that I talked to, um, but they were, they were helpful at just having someone there to talk to about it. Okay. Um, um, uh, I will say, um, so kind of right after my first experience um a couple months later it was like two or three months later or three months later actually um I went to Hawaii on vacation um and um while I was there towards the end of my trip um it happened again mm. um so I woke up around the same time during the night um, it was like 3, 3 a.m. Um, and uh, again, kind of felt the energy starting in my root chakra and um, 
What was different this time though was kind of when it hit my head instead of instead of ending kind of shortly after that, it stuck around for much longer. So mm. um it was like twelve hours that time. Whoa. Um so yeah, as opposed to, you know, the first time where everything was kind of over, like within 45 minutes of the most, this one stuck around a lot longer. Um, and I remember like waking up or I think I just stayed awake throughout the day and, and kind of just um, kind of meditated with the energy and, and felt it um, throughout the day. So you had a Kundalini awakening in Hawaii. Yeah. <laughs> Not bad. <laughs> <laughs> so were you just like awake the entire time and just trying to meditate or manage the energy? Is that, kind of what was going on yeah um so definitely um the first time I went back to bed you know like an hour after it happened um because the energy had definitely left my body after that mm. um the second time um I now that I knew what it was I had done the googling and I talked to one person um and okay uh I, I thought like okay um let's you know see what this is see if I can like meditate with this mm-hmm. and you know try to determine like what it will show me um because uh one of the uh or I had like a lot of questions after I had my first one mm-hmm. or definitely two major questions came up. It was like, the first one was like, what is happening? Um, the second one is like, why is it happening to me? Mm-hmm. Um, and so after I figured out what was happening, um, I kind of wanted to figure out why, why is it happening to me? Um, so the second time it happened, I, um meditated with it and um uh did kind of the cries again uh and um that's kind of when i uh got um the information or got kind of feeling that i kind of needed to integrate more aspects of myself mm-hmm. um and um because i had like compartmentalize so many things I needed to kind of go within and and understand kind of myself more Mm -hmm. um so what if you're willing to share because these are obviously kind of personal what aspects do you think you were kind of reticent to integrate that you kind of kept shoving aside I guess so what's coming to mind yeah um definitely um I kind of kept mm, spiritual things separate from mm. my like personal relationships from like my friend relationships. And um, I just kind of felt like I was living these separate lives based on kind of what, what was happening mm-hmm. um, at the time. Um, and um, I, yeah, just kind of felt like um I don't think the whole answer was integration, but it was definitely part of the answer was integration. Mm-hmm. Um, integrating like uh, just, um, or maybe just um, 
kind of understanding how to be more honest and vulnerable. Um, I think that was a big one too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that vulnerability is the one that kind of kind of gets me too. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of hard. It's like, tough. It's yeah. tough. You're like, oh man, this means I got to ask for help. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of it's tough. Um, um, but, go ahead. Uh, sorry. Yeah, going into yeah. actually, um, uh, people that I sought out afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, uh in addition to kind of um, talking to a few people online, um, I went to see an uh, Ayurvedic practitioner here Mm -hmm. in Seattle. Um, uh, I had kind of an initial interview with him and kind of told him that I think I was going through a Kundalini awakening, um, and he invited me to come into his office and talk to him about it more. Um, And it was the first time um, I had seen a non-Western medical doctor mm-hmm. um, other than uh, like acupuncture or something like that. Um, and um, it was really great. Um, he did kind of uh, what I know now or kind of um, like in- intuitive, you know, kind of almost like hypnosis like exercises um, oh. to kind of Info, better inform like um his uh opinion of what was happening and that was actually that was really helpful um mm-hmm. i saw him a few times um and he was always very um helpful and receptive and um always uh wanted to like address like all of me too and not mm-hmm. just the part that was the kundalini awakening but actually was like this is just like a side effect of you know something else that's happening right now Hmm. is he uh maybe saying maybe something also physical that's happening or some like what was the something else i guess is the question yeah um not no not physical i guess Hmm. but um just more of kind of maybe like an integration thing too Oh, okay yeah gotcha um, now I have a practical question because the, the Ayurvedic sure. piece, because um, I, I saw more of an Ayurvedic as like counselor. I don't know. He wasn't a doctor, but he was just like, um, he basically told me what my dosha was, you know, <laughs> that kind yeah. of stuff. Is that, yeah. Did you kind of have to go through that too? Like he kind of talked about yeah. that. Yeah. 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 He talked about it a bit. Um, and um, yeah. And I found out what my dosha was. <laughs> um, and uh yeah okay um also one more practical question uh because i also got sort of like the diet plan with like your dosha like do you follow that diet plan i didn't get the diet plan no okay um i did i did get some like liquid um uh things to take for a while Mm. um um i'm not quite sure what they were actually because <laughs> they were in indian oh right or in hindi sorry um mm-hmm. and i don't read uh hindi he explained what they were but i just don't recall what they were right now okay um and i tried them for a while um but kind of fell off the wagon there <laughs> yeah kind of similarly with myself and the the diet plan it's pretty strict i don't know if you've looked at your dosha plan but it's like whoo 
it's kind of strict. Um, yeah. Cool. Well, thank you for asking or for providing sort of the, the practical side of that. Um, so it sounds like this might have already sort of answered the question I had about um, like your ongoing Kundalini experience. You've shared sort of Kundalini events. Do you consider that your ongoing or is there other sort of smaller pieces that are folded into sort of these bigger events of you having the energy rushing and that kind of thing? Yeah. So um, I would say those are like the two big events. Um, but um, since then, um, I would say kind of with almost a regularity, like every three months, I will wake up at the same time, 3 a.m. and uh, have like a mini Kundalini awakening. So uh, the energy is like not as intense as it's been those two times, but I can still feel it there. Um, and it probably lasts maybe like to 20, 30 minutes. Hmm. So it's it's not as intense, maybe as right. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I don't know. You probably already know this, but like three a.m. is sort of like that magic hour of yeah of like sort of the doorway every night. I don't know if right, you've heard about right. that. Yeah, yeah. Um, have you? So I'll just kind of veer off a little bit. Have you? Yeah. Had any other experiences in that time frame, like that three a.m. meaning like? contacted any sort of spirits or received any messages because that tends to happen as well yeah so interestingly <laughs> um uh i would always wake up around that time when i was a child too and i remember um seeing uh what i guess now are like energies um uh kind of like in the form of spheres um, when I was pretty young a few times mm -hmm. um, and um, I remember it happening maybe when I was like eight nine years old um, and uh, and then um, kind of flash forward to like my late 30s um, uh, I'll wake up around that time um, at different nights, not usually not when the Kundalini awakening is happening, but different mm -hmm. nights, and I will feel like um, like there are um, kind of unknown entities uh, around as well, um, which um, I'm not sure who they are. Um, so I definitely. Uh, would like to kind of understand more who they are and mm -hmm. do more work into that. But um, yeah, it's always around that 3am time is when that happens. Mm -hmm. um, not to totally go back into your childhood, but just curiously, uh, when you were seeing those spheres, did you tell anybody or you're just like, this is weird? I don't know. <laughs> nope. I nope. kept it to myself. Yep. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Smart kid, I guess. You were like, uh, there's nobody safe I can tell. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess side uh sort of side question to that. Did was anybody in your family, um, if it weren't your parents, was there like an aunt, uncle, cousin that was kind of a weird a weird cousin or a weird aunt? <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, my grandparents on my mom's side. Um oh. Uh, actually, when I was little, um, they, I'm not sure how, uh, 
how it came about, but they mm -hmm. bought me um, dowsing rods. Whoa, cool. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't really know what to do with them because I was like five years old or something. Right. So I just thought they were cool. And I think I, I like actually like went looking for water, but I didn't know like actually how to use them. <laughs> but I think just like wandered around outside of them. Um, but uh, I mean, looking back now, they've since passed. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, I think my, my grandmother was very psychic and very mm -hmm. intuitive mm -hmm. um, and probably knew that I was as well. Um, because we kind of had a strong connection when, especially when I was younger. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's cool. That's so funny to me that they just kind of handed you some dowsing rods, like yeah. <laughs> have at it. And you're just yeah. like, can you, how does this work? <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's too funny. Um, okay, cool. So do you have any sort of advice for somebody that's either going through a Kundalini awakening or Oh gosh, I should have asked this question first. Actually, I'm gonna back up. Do you feel like um you kind of touched on this already that there you kind of might have a sense that something's gonna happen? I don't that like maybe before it happened, you were like there was sort of a feeling of an expectation of something was gonna happen, or was it just it was literally out of the blue kind of thing? Like Yeah, I'm not sure. Thinking back, I'm not sure if mm -hmm. I had a feeling. Um, it was because it was during like the pandemic when just everything felt kind of weird <laughs> in general. Um, I am not, I can't say for sure that I had a feeling of anything that anything was going to happen ahead of time. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, looking back, I'm like, maybe I did, but I can't say for sure. Okay. Yeah. I think it's usually a surprise for people um but do you have sort of advice you know so if somebody else is googling and then they can see <laughs> like here maybe your experience that what you know you would offer them um I think what I would say is if you do have someone in your life that you can talk about it with um or even if not talk about it but if um like issues come up or like it, it brings up um things that you've suppressed before definitely uh talk to someone um talk to like a trusted friend or a trusted adult or <laughs> <laughs> um um because yeah um eventually like that is i think what helped me the most was understanding um no I'm not too crazy <laughs> um uh but yeah talking to kind of other people that had had similar experiences and understanding that I'm not alone that was very helpful mm -hmm. um yeah that always seems to kind of ease it a little bit <laughs> so yeah. instead of feeling so isolated with it um especially during the pandemic my goodness like it was already sort of an isolating time. Right, um, right. Uh, but maybe not if you're an introvert. It's kind of okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was a little okay. Um, yeah. Well, I thought it was, like, I was so happy for the first, like, year. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, okay, I'm kind of ready to get back to yeah. people, at least occasionally. <laughs> <laughs> right, <laughs> <Again>. <laughs> exactly. I'll fold that back in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, yeah, that was definitely, um, I'll just mention just about that sort of 2020 time period. So my, I had like blood work done in like 2019. Mm -hmm. Right. And I had like mm -hmm. high cortisol levels and my doctor was like, we got to work on these cortisol levels. Blah, blah, blah. Anyway, in like 2020, I think it was 2021, I think like June, 2021, had my blood work done again. And my cortisol levels dropped dramatically and awesome. i wasn't i was not exercising you know this pandemic whatever probably wasn't eating the best but yeah my cortisol levels like were like on the very low end of, of, of the range and i was like i know exactly what this is it's because i don't yeah. have to go out <laughs> i know exactly that this is it no stress <laughs> yeah no, and no stress. socializing stress yeah. socializing stress yeah exactly yeah. um so that's pretty funny um i guess to veer a little bit, we did talk about sort of, um, sort of the orbs and things that you saw as, as a yeah. child. Um, was there any sort of other experiences when you're a kid? Because like a lot of times, those at least for me, I'll speak for myself that it kind of gets wrapped up in sort of dreams or daydreams. But some of them are like, no, that was <laughs> that one was different. Like that was real. Um, do you have any sort of experiences that you were that were strange that you kind of remember? Yeah. Um, so like when I was very, or not very young, but, um, I guess, mm, like, uh, eight, seven, eight, nine, ten, that age, um, I always had like a lot of imaginary friends. Um, and, you know, looking back and wonder like, well, they, were they all actually like imaginary or, um were there you know different energies there I think probably more the latter that there was um you know always some kind of energy around me like maybe interacting with me mm -hmm. um but the other thing I'll say is too so um I kind of touched on the beginning that I grew up in a kind of conservative religious household um the particular brand of um you know Christianity that I experienced was um Pentecostal, mm -hmm. um, which I mean, it does have a lot of you know energy mm -hmm. <laughs> component yeah. to it. Yeah. yeah. Um. So um, I did kind of you know grow up um seeing people you know get slain in the spirit, um and you know kind of affected by by the Holy Spirit. Um, yeah. Uh, I you know as a as a kid, I just thought that all was really weird um <laughs> yep. um but uh and then you know as I you know after I left the church I kind of didn't want to anything to do with it um mm -hmm. even though you know looking back I can maybe you know appreciate it now yeah a bit more kind of for um for different things than you know I thought it was back mm -hmm. then yeah that's a good point I never thought about it that way because uh yeah my dad was anyway so my I was um baptized catholic because my dad is irish catholic my mom is filipino so definitely catholic um but they were like kind of that lax catholic didn't really mm -hmm. go to church and then my dad um after my mom and he got divorced then he was kind of playing around with like going to different churches and then one of them mm -hmm. was like a funding a fun I, I think it was just a fundamentalist christian church mm -hmm. um but they were speaking like speaking in tongues and that sort of stuff I'm pretty sure that was fake though, but I, but, um, but the thing I was trying to get at is, um, sort of like maybe the experience you had as a kid is 
definitely real, right? They're getting, you know, but it's unfortunate that it's sort of bound up in sort of this ideology, you know, that that gets like a handle on it and kind of says they own it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. Ideology that's very patriarchal and, Mm -hmm. um, uh, you know, um, kind of suppressive of everything that's not, you know, that. Yeah very strict kind of interpretation of Mm -hmm. christianity yeah yeah so that's something that's something i'm going to be chewing on a little bit about like yeah i guess it is real for for those two those kind of folks too and um you know i guess kind of uh what do they call it like reconcile that with sort of maybe my own experience you know because mine is also real yours is real but like so is theirs and right kind of annoying (laughs) (laughs) at least for me um no i hear you yeah yeah. agreed um sorry i did oh i was going to sort of relate a little bit about uh sort of a child childhood stuff because it is like i had anyway so i had this this pecan tree and uh i lived like my family lived in louisiana until i was five years old and there was like this pecan tree in the backyard. And I loved that freaking tree. It was beautiful. Like it was probably ancient too, because this is like Louisiana. So it was, yeah. anyway, it was huge and ancient, but it was on the air force base. Oh, I love that tree. Um, but, you know, I kind of remember talking around the tree. I wasn't, you know, mm. right now I don't consciously remember that there were entities or anything, but I've gotten now two different psychics, two different sources that have told me like, you have like fairies and gnomes around you. And I'm like, in that same order, they're like fairies and gnomes. <laughs> fairies and, I'm and like, gnomes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> fairies and gnomes that are around you trying to connect with you. And I'm like, how do I do that? <laughs> they're from the pecan tree. Yeah, they're from the pecan tree. Or, yeah, at least some, for they sure. They followed you, yeah. yeah they, they might, very well might have followed yeah. me around. But um, yeah, I do think that's also funny. But um. Yeah, because I was like, why was I so obsessed with that freaking tree? And like, but yeah, I think there is like stuff in childhood where it's sort of some of it kind of dissipates and you just Mm -hmm. remember certain things. But anyway, apparently it's coming back because I've got two (laughs) different people telling me that they're kind of around. Um, Well, thank you for that, I guess. So what is um, so we're kind of wrapping it up a little bit, but what is either I say a mantra or a motto or something that kind of helps you um, get by or, you know, that you think about often. Um, I think like um, kind of r- more recently, I guess, um, uh, because we've been, we together have been through um the clairvoyant awareness program mm-hmm. um and there's been like so many cool things that have happened during it um i i think kind of the thing that i've been thinking about most recently is just that like cool things are gonna keep happening mm-hmm. <laughs> um like it just like how you know unexpected the experiences that happened were they're just going to be more of them in the future and that's really exciting mm-hmm. um so i think um 
yeah, that's something I've really been thinking about was just that excitement kind of for the unexpected. <laughs> hmm. I like that. Um, instead of maybe, you know, sometimes being afraid of the unexpected, kind of like right. oh, looking forward to the unexpected. <laughs> yeah. Cool. I like that. Um, yeah. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Um, so what is your current area of focus either in sort of your, either your spiritual life right now or kind of where you want to go move forward with any of the skills that you've learned? Um, so I am still figuring that out. Um, I had, uh, or I have, um, put up a website. Um, so if people would like to visit that, uh, there's just a landing page right now, but there is mm-hmm. a contact form there. Uh, it's www.intuitiveworkings.com. Uh, intuitive workings is plural. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, when I figure out more, what I would like to offer, it will be listed there. Awesome. That's a great name, by the way. <laughs> I'm surprised it wasn't taken. That's a great name. <laughs> I know. It came to me when I was <laughs> meditating and then I got so excited. I was like, I have to see if it's available. And surprisingly, it was. And then like, it's a sign. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. Yeah. Um. Okay, cool. Um, oh, so what is, or who is somebody that inspires you, uh, today and right now? Um, so you sent me these questions ahead of time and I I was telling you earlier that I didn't think about all of them except this one. Um, I'll say I did try to think about this one some (laughs) and, um, honestly, uh, the people that came to mind were, um, like you and the seven other people that would just came through the clairvoyant awareness program with, um, because, um, it was just such an intense experience. Mm -hmm. Um, and we saw each other grow so much during the past year, uh, in so many, in so many ways. (laughs) Um, and we just celebrated last night was Mm -hmm. our graduation. Um, and it was, uh, yeah, the only thing that I could think of was <laughs> just how inspired I, I was by um, seeing everyone just kind of grow into their own mm-hmm. as psychic readers and, and healers. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. It is very inspiring, even though, man, during some of it, you're just like, I don't know. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Um, it's tough. It is tough. I know I, you know, to people listening, if you ever go through a program like this and you're like, wow, woo woo, it sounds all airy fairy. Well, no, you get to deal with a lot of problems that you didn't think you were ever going to deal with in a very short amount of time. It's very harrowing, Um, but it's wonderful. Comes up to deal with. (laughs) Yes. Here's this, here's this, here's this, here's this. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot. Um, But the blessing is, is having like a lot of people around that are also going through it exactly uses it a bit a bit for sure um and i will say like um i think one of the things that i have been thinking of starting to do is Mm. um josephine mccarthy's course called quoria yeah yeah yeah. um uh it really appeals to me in that it's um kind of an intensive uh self-study course um 
I, I really like that it's completely free and like mm -hmm. there's no gate gatekeeping around any of the information. Yeah. Um, and um, um, I really like that it's um, a self-study and um, go at your own pace and um, that, you know, they're the, the part of the program is that, um, you know, kind of if you keep detailed notes, you could um, uh, be mentored in the future by someone more advanced in the program. And I think that's really attractive. And mm -hmm. um, uh, I, I think you, something that I would like to do eventually is like be a mentor to someone starting out um, uh, in that kind of field in the future. So, yeah, yeah, that really appeals to me. Uh, would you mind, um, like, uh, the website, like, spelling out the website? Yeah, um, I'll have to do that. I always <laughs> have to type it out. It's... I know, it's a weird word. Sorry, Josephine. That's <laughs> Coria. It's uh, Q-U-A-R-E-I-A. dot. Mm -hmm com. Cool. Um, where did you hear about uh, this program? Um, it was just a Google search. Mm. Uh, I think it just came up as I was thinking about what to do next after our program. Oh, wow. Cool. Uh, yeah, I know that uh, Josephine's been interviewed on the Glitch Bottle a few okay. times. So if you haven't heard those or if you've never heard her, she's always entertaining like she is hilarious um but also like she knows her stuff and she's anyway she's amazing I do have a couple of friends I'll, I'll probably be connecting with them on this podcast but they were doing uh Queria as well um and they were really enjoying it um cool. I admire people who do Queria because I looked into it and I was like it's <laughs> a little a little much for me personally um but That's i admire people yeah that are doing it because it's she is a wonderful course because she's really thought a lot about it um well cool well thank you for sharing that um i know we already sort of talked about your contact information but if you wanted to share that one more time toward the, as we are officially wrapping up here yeah so my website is www.intuitiveworkings.com mm -hmm. Thanks, Michael, for joining the show. And I look forward to hearing more about your uh, adventures in the future. And uh, yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Marley. It's been great talking to you. That was an interview with Michael, where we discussed his ongoing Kundalini awakening experience. And to learn more about Michael and his practices, please visit his website, intuitiveworkings.com. To learn more about the Casual Temple podcast, please visit our website, casualtemple.com. There's a Casual Temple YouTube channel, and you can follow me on Instagram with username at Marilee Duffy or at Casual Temple. Please be sure to leave a review and share this episode with the people in your life who would enjoy this content. Do check out the other episodes of the Casual Temple podcast on your preferred podcast app. And thank you so much for listening.